Welcome back to season two of Piece of Us Podcast. Welcome. We're back, Max. I'm excited. I'm happy we're back. We got a new room, a new feel. We're ready to hit hard this season. New conversations. We're going to get deep. We're going to talk about things that we've never talked about before. And we're super excited about it. So we are two special guests. I feel like Joe isn't a guest at this point. He's just a regular. He's Did just, you just, he's just, she's here. like they're special guests. And you just said I'm not special. <laughs> well, Crystal. you are special. Thank but you. I just feel like you're not a guest at this point because you've been on so many. Like you're just a part of the show at this point. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> we also have Mark. He's our special guest, Mark. Oh, hello, this is Mark. Mark is my brother. He is my youngest brother. And yeah. I'm at the age of 25. <laughs> Just in case anyone's wondering, he's 25. Now I feel like we need to all go tell our ages. What are you doing, Mark? Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. And people who follow all of the channels, uh, the different social media channels we have also probably know Mark as the editor. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. He's pretty much my everything. He's the one that holds the glue together in the back end of all of the YouTube channels, actually. So he has been editing it for us for about, what is it? Two and a half years. Yeah. I think it'd be three years in May. Three years in May. So He's been here a while since we first moved back to the Valley. And so what we wanted to talk about a little bit on the podcast today is what is it like working with friends, working with family, and working with best friends? I don't know, because Joe and Aaron have a channel together, and they've been best friends since they were so young. So I'm curious to get his perspective. Since before Crystal. Yeah, since before I was in the picture. So a long time. So I'm curious to hear their thoughts and... I don't know. What is it like working with family? And then even Max, Max and I working together. And what is that like? I feel so. like one of the number one things about working with family, everyone's biggest fear is like, what if things go wrong and I have to fire them? Does it leave like a bad kind of yeah. situation with the family member or friend? Or- and then you have to go to family parties and see them knowing that, that it didn't work out. Like that's so awkward. And that was one of my biggest fears. Like... I actually didn't want to hire Mark. I don't even know if Mark knows the story. Do you know the story? Um, Wait, tell me your perspective first. So what made you think about working for me and like how did that come about? Um, so before I worked for Crazy Pieces, I was like an apprentice electrician. And I was just wiring houses, not having a good time. And then one day, Shelly and Crystal, the little group call on me and asked me if I'd want to do that and then I was like that's probably better <laughs> it's probably better. <laughs> that's probably better yeah. <laughs> so we were still living in St. John's at the time and so we weren't really close but we were thinking about moving down to the valley which we knew is where Mark lived and so our thoughts initially is we're like okay if you work with family you can trust them at least at least some family members, I guess there's some families that 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 doesn't work for. But um, I knew that we could trust Mark. But then I was also so scared of the dynamic. And so I don't even know if Mark knows the story, but I'm about to tell the story of how we hired Mark. So uh, we were kind of going back and forth. And then we were moving here at the time. And I think it was like a house party when I first moved here, like a welcome party or whatever they call them. And my mom pulled me aside 
uh, not my mom, our mom, pulled me aside and she's like, you're going to hire Mark, right? And I'm like, uh, I was like, I don't know, because he's like my brother and my family. And then what if it doesn't work out? And then I have to let him go or he quits. And now it's awkward the rest of my life. And and mom's like, no, it's going to work out. Like, you need to hire Mark. That's just what needs to happen. And we had this whole conversation back and forth about it. And I was like, oh, I'm so nervous. And then I'm like, okay, here's the thing. And I think I had that, that's when I approached you. And I was like, let's give it a few weeks and let's just see how we both feel about it. Do you remember that conversation at the party? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's a while a ago. Bit. Okay. So we had this, con- yeah. And I was, we were just like, let's try it for a few weeks. If it doesn't work out, no hard feelings on either side. Like, let's just see how it goes. And so Mark came on And I also actually hired uh, shortly after two other people, another editor and then a videographer as we were moving here. And it was funny because they both had schooling. They both were like professional editors, like knew what they were doing. And I loved Mark's edits. Like Mark just got me. Like he just understood the style. He understood what our family stands for. And he just... You just got it. It was weird. So one of the things you did, though, is you taught him how to edit from scratch. Yeah. And I think that helped a ton because I feel like if you get an editor that already knew how to edit, doesn't edit exactly how you like it. But Mark, you taught him from scratch. And so you taught him the way you edit. Yes. And I think that helped a lot. I agree. And I feel like one of the editors that we hired, he just was so stuck in his ways. And he would come in and he's like, no, this is how we're doing it. And I'm like, but that's not me. Like, that's not our family. And he, him and I went back and forth, back and forth. So I was like, this just isn't going to work out. And Mark got to see all of that. Do you feel like it was natural for you or how do you feel? Um, I grew up watching a lot of YouTube and I feel like that actually contributed towards my career, I guess. But I was actually only like uh, 10 hours on Skillshare and then I started my first day here. Oh, yeah. We could, we sent him a Skillshare thing and we were like, just go in there and look at videos. <laughs> that's how we learned. But that's funny. So what has it been like, though, now after two years? Would you recommend working with family? What have been like the ups and downs? Of Hold on. Wait, wait. Before we get into some of this. We have to preface anything anybody says, nobody can get mad at and it doesn't <laughs> leave this room. Being honest here. Um, I feel like working with family, if you know them beforehand, you would know hopefully what their work their work ethic is. And if you don't feel like they're driven enough to the standards that you need, then you shouldn't have that conversation with them to begin with. That's true. That's very true. And I do have to say, um, I love working with Mark. Mark's a little bit, quite a few years younger than me. Um, but Mark has a work ethic that is incredible. I feel like he's kind of, you hear some people say like, oh, somebody's an old soul or things like that. Mark has a work ethic of what I feel like prior generations where he's very, very driven. Uh, he, you know, he does a lot of stuff on his own. He doesn't have to be just told every little thing to do. And and how many it's, days? It's hard to find that, which is awesome. How many days have you called in sick since you've been here? Zero. He's never called in sick in literally two and a half years. But it goes back to that work ethic. And I feel like Mark and I have really good communication when I'm like, 
okay, I know Mark's been working really hard. I'm like, take a few days off. And he'll be like, okay, (laughs) but he'll do it. Yeah, I joke with Crystal that as long as I have one arm that's not broken, I'm still coming in because I can still move that mouse. (laughs) I don't know if that's good or bad, Mark. I think all you need is one finger. You can just kind of go with the one finger, moving the mouse, typing the keys. You'll be good. Now you can get the mouse with all the buttons on the side of it. Edit with just the one. Do you feel like there's been any negative to working together? Um, I haven't really noticed anything negative so far. I mean, I feel like it's kind of nice to be involved in your life. I feel like we've been a lot closer than we have before. I agree. I feel like Mark and I were close when he was young, and I don't even know if he remembers because he was like a baby at the time. But um, And then once I got married and moved out, because we're so many years apart, we didn't really have that close of a relationship. And so I've really enjoyed building that back with you. Yeah, I only briefly remember you living in mom's house with me, and then you started dating Aaron. You guys came back from like an arcade date, and that's like when I met him. He seemed like a good guy. Aw, he used to sit and play with you. That was so cute. I loved it. Okay, so Mark and I have not had any negative experiences, which has been really nice. But it's not always the case working with family. Sometimes it gets really stressful. And sometimes it can hurt relationships or it can, I guess, hinder relationships a lot. So what is your experience, Joe, working with your best friend? Well, um... I kind of want to preface, I've worked with family a lot prior. Um, I worked for an uncle at multiple different companies. And for me, when people know that you're, you kind of go into a business with a prior relationship, a lot of people look at it and go, oh, it's the boss's nephew. Oh, it's the boss's kids. And that can have a very negative connotation sometimes. And so I always, when I've had a job where I'm working for a friend, for a family member, something like that. I try to basically say, look, I have to work hard enough to prove I'm not here just because of the relationship. Like, yeah, let's be honest. The relationship got me in the door, but the reason I get to stay every day after that is because I'm putting in extra effort. I'm trying to work extra hard to say, Hey, I really do belong here. Um, and so that, that's something that I've had multiple times, multiple years growing up. And so it's not, foreign for me to work with a friend or family. And and I would say Aaron is my brother from another mother. So he's kind of like a brother to me. I'm actually closer to Aaron than I am to some of my own family members. But, um, you know, sometimes I think it's hard because it's easy to let sometimes the friendship go by the wayside a little bit when you're working, because things can sometimes get so focused on work. And one thing that's kind of difficult that I think we all have difficulty with sometimes is separating personal and professional life because we film so much that there's times it's like, oh, we're going to let's go do something fun. Okay, everybody get the cameras together. And sometimes it almost takes away from the fun where we have to actually stop and go, you know what, let's leave the cameras home. Let's not work right now. Let's just be friends. Let's just be family. Let's just enjoy with no stress doing anything. And I think that sometimes is the hardest part where it's like, you know, we, we get so focused on work things and burned out that we don't always remember to play right? like we used to. And I think that for me has been the hardest part of doing this is, you know, we see each other so often sometimes, and we're almost, we're almost just exhausted and we don't want to play by the end of the day. 
but you know, we're always looking for ways to do things. We're talking about, uh, kind of rekindling some things that we used to do. We used to do a lot of game nights and poker nights and things like that. And the hardest part is just finding time to do those. Yeah, for sure. I feel like you and Aaron used to go out and have so much fun together all the time. And now I don't feel like that's as much the case. And like you said, I think it's just being busy and then trying to separate. And I think that that's the biggest difficulty is separating personal relationships uh, to professional relationships. And so I've noticed with having family or friends or whatnot, if there is something that goes on that needs to be addressed or handled, like, I feel bad. Like, I inside, I'm like, but I don't want to hurt their feelings because it's my brother or it's my mom or whatever the case is. I, my mom and Aunt Bonnie have probably been um, the biggest help in my life. Like, they're incredible. But also the hardest for me to essentially be a coworker with, you know what I mean? Like I, I have a hard time telling my mom what to do, like, cause who, who does that to their mom? And so it's been difficult in some situations, <clears throat> but then also having that trust and communication there and pulling them aside, like, okay, like this is how I'm feeling and this is how they're feeling and kind of working through it has been easier than if it was a coworker. So it's kind of a, a double edge. Oh, not a double-edged sword, but I guess it, it kind of like does that. swing both ways a little bit. Kind of swings both ways, yeah. I definitely understand that feeling where there's times you want to, you know, you want to say something, but you're like, ooh, I, I, I need to say this work-wise, but I don't want it to affect personally. But it kind of falls back to where Mark was saying is you know the people's work ethic before you jump in. You know your relationship is very solid. And just like in a family relationship, you know, you need to say something to your spouse. You need to say something to one of your kids, to a parent, whoever it may be. You know, like, hey, I'm saying this from a good place. And I'm saying this because I love you and I want our relationship to flourish. And so it's still the same thing. It's just a different aspect of our relationship. But yeah. because it's all intertwined with us, I don't think it has to necessarily be a separate thing. Right. And I feel like with doing family vlogging growing up, I always wanted my kids to feel like just kids. And so a lot of times I don't film them or I mean, obviously, I would never make my kid film if they don't want to film. They're not in the videos. Uh, but I've always tried to keep it more family oriented when it comes to like the video part of it. And the kids don't worry about the filming. They don't worry about anything. Like we're just all having fun together. And I, I've loved that. And as the kids are getting older though, and like in segueing into my relationship with Max is we still have that fun and we still hang out and we still have a great relationship, but now we're on this podcast together and we're doing different, you know, things together and Max having his own channel. I've seen a lot of growth and what are your thoughts? So, yeah, I feel like it's been very helpful having you nearby. Cause I feel like you've gone through the, all the YouTube, Facebook, like everything You've gone through all the situations, so you know it all already. So it's very helpful when I'm like doing something on YouTube and I'm like, well, how do I do this? And then you're like, oh, that's easy, like this. And so that's been a very helpful relationship. And it's, I've had a ton of fun doing the podcast, like starting the podcast with you guys. And yeah, I don't know, it's fun. But then I can also put business aside and just have fun and enjoy as a family. Yeah. I feel like, and tell me if this is true or not, but so with the podcast, we've really struggled because we had to move it around and then we didn't have it set up. And then I got super crazy busy and had stuff going on. 
we lost our podcast editor that was working for us. So then I had to start doing that. And it was just so overwhelming that we weren't consistent on the podcast anymore. And was that frustrating? Max came to me a few times and he's like, mom, like, we need to do this. Like, are we committed? And like, I could tell you wanted to be like, okay, mom, like we're doing this, but it's also, we have that mom son relationship. So you were like in the nicest way possible. Do you feel like that? So it was hard because it was like, you're running five different channels, right? And on crazy pieces, you're filming five days a week or on crazy worth that you're filming one day a week. And, you know, so each day of the week you're doing something different. So it was hard to get her to focus on the podcast. And I eventually was just like, there's not really much I can do. We don't have a setup right now. We don't have anything. So we went to vid summit and it was nice because at vid summit, I feel like it helped open your eyes a little bit. And you, you were like extra motivation. When you go to like a convention that's around your business, you just like, there's this motivating factor once you're done with it. And so then I was like, hey, can we clean out this room that we're currently in, put it in a storage unit, and then can we turn this into a podcast room, get the podcast back up and going? And it, we eventually got to it, but it was very frustrating for a little while because it was like, I feel like she's got too much to focus on that she can't focus on the podcast. She's spreading herself too thin. And... So that was frustrating, but I feel like there really wasn't much I could do about it. It's okay to tell me that, Max. And I did. I know, you did. You did express how you were feeling. And then there's been times where we've missed posting because um, thumbnail isn't done or title isn't done and you wanted me to do it. And sometimes it's hard because I'm like, I don't... She's very particular about her thumbnails sometimes and the titles. And I, I get it. I understand. But it's... It is a difficult thing to kind of balance with like a, you are my mom, but you're also my business partner at the end of the day. Right. Um, so I don't, it's it's a hard thing to balance. To balance. Enough. Yeah. Well, we're going to be consistent now. Rededicated. I feel like one thing that I've really been working on in my life is figuring out a balance. I don't think no matter what you do in life, are you ever truly balanced? I don't think so. Because as soon as you get balanced, it starts leaning one side or the other. And it's just kind of that rebalancing. But I feel like there's time blocking. That's my biggest thing. And it's what I've been really doing lately that I'm like able to actually figure out my life. And so time blocking is basically it works like school would work. And so I would, okay, you go to math for an hour, then you go to English for an hour, and then you, you know, and you have your different subjects. And when you're sitting in math class, you're not necessarily working on your English. And so I've tried to time block where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take an hour in the morning before the kids get up. And that's my watch through time. That's my upload time. And once that hour's done, like that's done. And I try to move on to the next thing. Now, sometimes things run over or you get, you know what I mean? Extra crazy days. But I feel like I'm able to give a hundred percent focus into that one area versus, 
okay, I'm going to do this for a couple minutes and I'm doing this and then I'm going to run here and then I'm giving everything a 5% instead of, you know, 100%. And I feel like that's helped me in a lot of the relationships, even with the kids, like, okay, this is just my time with this kid or this is just family time. Like there's no cameras, there's no nothing like, and, and I know on the vlogs, people are like, do you ever not film? Yeah, all the time. Like you're only seeing 20 minutes. Yeah, you only see 20 minutes. Out of my, you know, 24 hour day. I mean, you're sleeping for a lot of some of that, but I feel like we have so much family time and so much downtime that it has, people just don't see it on camera because it's not on camera. Like it is just our personal time, but I know that's it's hard watching a video and seeing that aspect of it. It just people You're seeing think, the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. We film, we film activities, you know, and, and because of what we do, we obviously have to have lots of activities because everybody just sitting on the couch, watching a movie together, isn't exciting content to film, but that is sometimes really good quality time. Or when you're just sitting there talking about different music you like, or did you hear this person's new album? And just that interpersonal bonding, we don't show all of that. And honestly, you know, with our days and being what they are, sometimes those are the highlights of our days because it's like, oh, there's no stress on that. That's just relaxing. But at the same time, it's, you know, it is kind of one of those, okay, we did some of that stuff. Now let's go do work. But our work can also be a lot of fun, which does make this, you know, family, friend, working relationship kind of different because a lot of times our days involve really fun activities that other jobs don't necessarily allow you to do, which really makes this that much more fun, a dynamic. Yeah. I would say that's the one thing I love about YouTube is I feel like it's opened up so many more activities and so many more opportunities than we would have had, had that not been in the picture. And a lot of the, uh, there's quite a few events that the places will pay for us to go to the event. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know how much that would have cost me had I had to pay for every single kid. And so being able to do that activity, I'm so incredibly grateful for that part of it. And then I love that we have it on camera. Like the other day, it was the sweetest thing. Hannah was up in her room and she was watching all of our old videos. She wasn't feeling good. And I went in there and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I just watched all of our own videos, some old videos. And she's like, I remember when we did this and how much fun it was. And like the kids have all of those memories. And I absolutely, I love that part of it. So I have a question for you two. So the most stressful time of the year is Christmas because you guys do, you do the vlogmas where you do 25 days straight when you usually just do like five days a week. So it's an extra two days. And so have you guys ever had like a, this is too much, like sort of situation? Yes. Would you say yes to? Yeah, but I just think like. January will just be relaxing. <laughs> That's so true. I, it was two years ago in December, and we had had so much go on. We had had some brand deals, like uh, quite a bit, and we just had, I don't remember what was going on, but we just had so much. And I remember one day I just wanted to sit and cry because I had so much on my plate and so much back end business stuff what was going on and then trying to enjoy the holidays and have fun with the kids. And it, it was just so much. And I just wanted to start crying. And I went up to Mark and he's just sitting there editing away. And I was like, Mark, I know you want to cry too. And he looks over at me and he's like, 
no, I'm okay. I'm good, Crystal. And But it was almost like, hey, we got this, Crystal. It's going to be okay. And it was, it, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's all I need. I have Mark there. I have somebody, you know what I mean, who I know is the constant support in my life. And it was like, everything was okay. And we ended up having an amazing Christmas season. So it was good. And then we take a break in January and <laughs> get to enjoy our life. Recover. We did enjoy bit. our life. We love, I love December. I mean, they're fun to make, but I think they're the back so end is when it gets stressful. Mm-hmm. Like when you have to edit, thumbnail, and everything, and then still take care of a family on top of that. I think it, right. it just, it's difficult. The filming and like the activities are the fun part. Exactly. Like that's, that's the part that's, I enjoy. Yeah. That's the easy part. If I could just film it and put it up without doing all the back end, that would be. Well, less stressful. Kind of to couple on that, or as an example of what you're saying there, uh, yesterday we were going to go down to a um, pumpkin patch. I don't know what order everything's going to be posted. So in the real world, it was yesterday. Yeah. But we found out that it was closed, unfortunately. So we didn't get a go, but it was probably five, six o'clock and I was getting ready to leave for the day. And Crystal was all of a sudden, or no, maybe it was a little bit earlier, but I was kind of planning getting ready to go soon. And Crystal's like, Hey, would you be able to film this event tonight? And it was kind of one of those, like, you know, I could have, if it was just a work, like regular work thing, it was like, Hey, could you stay and edit this other video for me tonight? I would have been like, uh, can I just do that tomorrow? <laughs> but because it's a fun event, and I don't have a, you know, my own personal family. Uh, I don't have kids, significant other, anything like that. Um, I do enjoy spending time with, I feel like they're all my, your kids are my nieces and nephews. I really enjoy those kind of events. So to say like, Hey, can you come film this? To me, it's not that big a deal to walk around with the camera to go have fun and do these events and spend time with people that I care about. And so it is fun to do that, that filming aspect. The, the back end of it is what feels more like work. And so that's where it's especially, you know, good for, for Mark. And, uh, we've got, uh, Bryce and our other, other editor here. So give him a quick shout out too. Um, but it's one of those things that I think is, that's the hard part about things like vlogmas and all that is like, Hey, I know I can get all these things filmed, but we also have to be able to get it edited so that we can get it produced and put, put out for everybody to see. Yeah. For sure. And I think that's one other thing really quick I want to bring up because people were asking about it. But when you hire somebody, well, so Hallie had approached me and said, hey, you know, Bryson's really good at editing and could you hire him? And then I'm like, what if you guys end up breaking up? And what if that's awkward? And it was this whole, and there was a lot of conversations that went on around that area. And the thing that I really appreciated is Hallie and Bryson are are very both mature people. And they were like, if we do break up, like, it's not going to be this big, like, oh my gosh, fighting. And I don't ever want to see them again. And this whole thing back and forth. And they're like, if, if that does happen, we can separate personal from business. And, and so it was kind of like, I was still nervous about it. Obviously you're still going to be like, oh my gosh. But at the same time, if they can separate the two, then I was like, okay, so can I, and, and that's worked out really well. Something I want to bring up too, that, you know, just kind of a shout out to Crystal. Maybe this is me, you know, trying to butter up my boss here, (laughs) but, but no, something that I really appreciate about, uh, you know, working with Crystal and Aaron 
is you guys are when when you do get people that are employees that are in and yeah granted most of us are um you know related in some aspect or another but not every employee that you've had has had a prior relationship with you you guys are very good and i think it comes from your background of just inviting new family members into your family of bringing people into this crazy family that we've got running and it, you're not a you have pretty high expectations of everyone, but you're not like this taskmaster and things like that. You, you basically are like, Hey, we all want to win together. We want to be able to do these good things. And in, instead of treating people, I feel like you don't treat people like, Hey, this is an employee. This is a family member. This everyone's treated with the same level of respect and things like that, whether they're kids, employees, friends, anything. I feel like everybody's treated very well, which I think just helps this weird dynamic that we have. That distinction doesn't feel like it's very delineated, which is a good thing. It's actually kind of funny you say that because I saw a comment the other day and it was like, why is Crystal or why is the family so welcoming to like boyfriends and girlfriends? And like, why does it feel like they just integrate so easily and so fast? And, and I feel like... I don't know. It just feels natural. And I think maybe it comes from doing foster care and, you know, a kid is dropped off on your doorstep and that's your new daughter, that's your new son. And, and you love them and you love them quickly, just like, you know, a newborn baby that's born and you just that instant love. And I feel like I try to show that same love for everybody in my life. And sometimes I end up getting burned from it and it ends up not working out. But I'm like, that's okay because in those moments, maybe that's what they needed. Maybe that's what I needed or whatever the case is. I just, I wish the world would treat each other more like that instead of, I feel like sometimes people are so judgmental of each other or they're quick to, you know, I'm I don't trust them. I'm going to put my walls up. I'm going to do this. And then, you know, to protect themselves. And I mean, uh, some areas of my life, I still do that. But I feel like, yeah, I wish the world was a little more welcoming and understanding to people and what they've been through. How is it, uh, Mark, I got a question for you. Uh, how, how does your, you're newly married. Actually, I say newly. How long have you guys been married now? It's been a year. Yeah, a little over a year. Oh my gosh. So how is it for your wife seeing all the weird family work dynamic, things like that, uh, kind of an outsider's perspective? Does she think that it's kind of weird that we have all the family working together, things like that? Or is she totally just like, wow, that seems really natural? Um, I would say she's, she sees it pretty natural. She grew up with a lot of siblings as well. So she doesn't really view it as like craziness. So how many, uh, she had, you said quite a few, remind me how many she has sibling wise. Um, I don't know. I'm going to get in trouble though. She, oh. You're going to get him in trouble. Quick, let's get cut the that. Number can't wrong. That's okay. Actually, I, I come from a pretty decent sized family as well. There's five girls and three boys. So eight of us. See, I have to do the math too. I don't even know how many nieces and nephews that I have that are, you know, from my siblings. Um, but some of us are biological siblings, some are step siblings. And so for me growing up with that, I know you had quite a few siblings and some different step parents, things like that. For us, it's, I think when you come from a big family, you see this kind of mixed dynamic. It's just, okay, I'm already used to it. So it's not a weird thing. I was like, it doesn't feel 
like weird or odd. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that to me. And with all the kids and with all the big families and Shelly's family and like when we all get together, it just feels like normal. I don't know how else to describe it. I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, isn't it overwhelming or isn't this? And I mean, obviously there's certain moments that can be overwhelming, but it just feels normal or natural. I don't know if that makes sense. The the fun one is when people talk and they notice you've got a bunch of kids and they're thinking, is this a school field trip? What is going on there? And you're like, oh no, these are my kids. And they're kind of looking and wait, how many kids do you have? So I've had a few. I had one guy come up to me one time. We were in a Taco Bell and he was like, uh, so are, is this a school field trip is where he started or our youth group is what he said to you. And I was like, no, I was like, these are all my kids. And he goes, oh, and then he goes, um, I forgot what word he used, but I didn't know what the word meant, but it basically was, do you know what contraception is? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, but I didn't understand what he was saying at the time. He used a a weird word for it. I don't even know what it was. But anyways, then he walked off and Aaron's like, do you know what he just asked you? And I was like, what? He's like, if you know what contraception is. And you just started laughing. And I was like, oh, I didn't understand that that's what he was asking. And then I know Shelly's mess with people sometimes when they walk up and they're like, oh, are these your kids? And she's like, yeah. And um, the person said, well, you know, they're all different colors. And she was like, shh, don't tell my husband. And then she walks off. And then, you know, and it's just... You have to have fun with it. You're going to get comments and you're going to get, you know, funny remarks. But I don't know. It's just people not knowing, not understanding the situation. Yeah. Some people think it's, you know, especially if you come from a very small family, you think that, oh, wow, it's really weird having a huge family. And so when they see that, sometimes it's overwhelming, especially if they're, I mean, Aaron grew up with just, he, he had a couple of step siblings, but they never really lived with them. It was just him and his brother. Right. So having that huge family dynamic to come into has definitely been a learning process for him. Now he's just fine being surrounded by a million people, but it's kind of a weird thing when you're first stepping into it. Yeah, for sure. Max, what are your plans with your business and with what you're doing? Um, so I kind of want to do vlogmas. I, my hardest part is ideas on YouTube. I struggle with ideas sometimes. I can film. Editing is also hard. That that's like number I ideas number one. Uh, editing number two. I don't like both of those. Those are. I can get rid of editing. I can't get rid of ideas. But I, I eventually want to get an editor one day. But I feel like I want to do vlogmas, and I I don't know. I'm at thirty thousand subscribers, so I kind of want to get to a hundred thousand by the end of it. I don't know. I might be stretching a little far, but want to at least give it a shot. I don't know. I'm still planning videos because literally if you do Vlogmas, you start ideas in October. And then in November, you're filming for Vlogmas. And then in December, you're also filming. For people who don't know what Vlogmas is, explain that. Basically, from December 1st to December 25th, Christmas, uh, you post a video every single day until Christmas. Yeah, that's... That's the premise. It's it's hard to do. It is hard to do, especially alone. Like um, it's I feel like it's easier to do because you have a lot of events and a lot of stuff going on and just football games and whatever you have going on. But for me, it's like I got to come up with each idea. Like I don't have other people around me that can uh, help, really. So 
I don't know. It is. It's definitely hard, harder being a solo creator and doing it. But I, I'm gonna try. I kind of wanna. I think he should. I think it would be. A I'm really not gonna good. try. I'm gonna do it. He's gonna do it. You heard it here. I love it. Now you're committed. Now you said. I, it. I've said it now. But yeah, this whole year, I did say at the beginning of this year, I was gonna. Sh- if I didn't, if I didn't post every single or yeah, at least once a week, then I'd shave my head. And so far, I've posted every single week. You've done it. I've done it. I feel like when you have a goal set like that, it's easier to maintain than just saying like, oh, I'm hoping to post every week. Yeah. When you have like. That was my thing is like I could say I'm going to post twice a week or once a week, but then it's just saying you're going to do it. There's nothing just holding it together. I feel like I kind of want to keep my hair. So (laughs) (laughs) it's just a little extra motivating factor to put push me to keep going and it's definitely helped there's been times where i'm like do i really want to go film and then i'm like do i really want to shave my head we're going to film <laughs> and i have missed a couple that i usually do twice a week and i've missed that second day a handful of times but you know it's just how it that's just how things happen the hardest part sometimes is getting the filming done when we have mm-hmm. to go travel to to do different Traveling conferences things like that uh, yeah, because I swear every time I travel, <laughs> internet or something. Internet's or, usually the biggest one. Or converting the time difference sometimes. Like one time I posted at midnight in the middle of the night. And like the next morning I woke up and it had a few views. But I think everyone was sleeping. But it was like some of the comments are like a midnight post from Crazy Pieces. And I was just in, I was in New York. And I thought I, I was trying to do nine o'clock and so i put 12 o'clock but i put a.m instead of p.m or whatever and it just it just messed it up and so some of the fans on the other side of the world were excited they're like oh good something that i get to be the first one to watch this time right yeah yeah some of the comments were really sweet and they're like yay this is on my time zone and i'm like okay that's good max and i have talked about doing some some motorcycle rides because that's something kind of on the the personal side that we're really having a lot of fun bonding and doing certain things like that Um, but we're also, you know, Max is getting some content out of it, things of that nature. But that's one we've talked about is, Hey, if we go do some of these trips, how are we going to get all that footage back over, get it, uh, to the editors editing ourselves, especially because we're on motorcycles. So it's not like we can carry a ton of gear with us. So sometimes we have to plan ahead, but that doesn't always pan out because sometimes it's like, Hey, we have a break on our schedule. Let's go do this right away. So the planning thing isn't, uh, isn't there, but definitely, you know, Max has been really good about like, Hey, no matter what, I have to get things posted. We're on all the other channels trying to get There's better. There's literally been times where I woke up at seven. I needed to post at ten fifteen. I film a video from like seven to nine. I edit the video from nine to 10 and post the video in that 15 minutes. There's, there has been times that I've, it's just been a crunch and I'm like, I got to get it posted. Just how it has to happen. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, I have two questions for you, Max. Do you let hate comments get to you or do they bug you at all? So I feel like everyone can say it doesn't get to them, but I feel like in the back of everyone's mind, it does something. Like I I don't let it outwardly get to me, but you can take that and you can like the rest of the day, you'll just be thinking about that comment. You're like, do I do that? Like some people, like I've heard the, he has no personality because sometimes I do speak in a more monotone type voice and I've heard that he has no personality and the rest of the day I'm like, I have personality. And so the next time I turn on the camera, I have to be I, like, I put on this extra little excited 
And I feel like it's the natural progression of just doing content creation is everyone starts, the more excited you get, the more like people watch. It's like this weird little thing, but literally if you go watch anyone's oldest video or some of the first videos they did and then watch their newest one, you'll see a huge, huge gap in like just how excited they are or just their face expression, just everything. It's a, it's the craziest thing, but I feel like that's just kind of something that happens to everyone. And I, I do, but I do try to put out like, and I'm excited. It's not like a fake type of thing, but it's like, a, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like a, you got to be excited because monotone just doesn't work. You don't want to go on someone's video. And then if they're just talking like, Hey everyone, welcome back to another video. Like, it's just not, it's not exciting to watch. So sometimes you do have to kind of drum it up and have this extra little happy, smiley, yeah, pep in your step. But I think so. That's just something that you got to do. It's part of the. What business. about you, Joe? Do comments get to you? Um, that's actually something when we first started talking about me dedicating a lot more time to doing some of the you know working on on YouTube and doing those kind of things and helping you guys with a lot of the other stuff. I was in a, I, I was just coming out of a very bad bad place in my life. Um, depression had taken me to rock bottom, and. I was really having to work on my own self-esteem and things like that. And that was a massive fear that we all had was if I look at comments, uh, you know, I was in such a fragile place that some of these bad comments could have broken me basically. So I was incredibly wary of doing that. And and I'd even talked to my therapist a lot about it going, Hey, here's some things that I'm looking at doing. And it was like, Hey, uh, are you going to be able to do that? And those kind of things. But something I had to focus on is for every one bad comment, there's a hundred amazing comments out there. You know, there's, there's times you question, why am I doing this? Am I actually doing anything? You know, uh, am I making the world a better place by doing these? I think we all probably at some point have that question in our mind, but then like Max and I just a few days ago, we were down at the Harley dealership and there was a gal named Cheryl shout out. Shout out to Cheryl. Um, she comes up, Max was looking at, at getting himself a vest and she comes up and says, Hey, do you guys need anything? And she introduces herself and she's like, Oh, Hey Max. Hey Joe. Both of us are like, wait, what? And she's like, Oh my gosh, I love watching you guys. Um, you know, I, I comment sometimes, but you guys probably don't see them cause there's so many comments that run through, but she's like, I had COVID kind of like how, um, Hannah was mentioning I was six and I sat and watched a bunch of your stuff and went back and watched everything you guys did, you know, put out in the last couple of years. And it's like, oh, wow, we, we are making a difference. So for me, when I look at the bad comments, I take interactions with people like that, or I take the, the good comments that I see. And I try to recognize like, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people that are going to be making bad comments. And a lot of times, the moment that I recognize this is becoming a negative comment, I don't read the whole comment. I move past it. Uh, you know, I, whatever it is, I'm like, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll delete it because, you know, I just want to focus on the positivity kind of thing. There's, you know, there's constructive stuff. But, you know, there's times people like, hey, your beard's getting kind of unruly. I go look in a mirror and I'm like, man, I, I need to go get a haircut. You know, but people that are like, oh, your beard's ugly. All right. You don't like beards. I like my beard. I'm done with you. I don't even need to read those. And so it still gets to you. Like Max said, there is a part of you that it is a hard thing. Everyone will say like, it doesn't get to me, but it it gets to you. There's just nothing there. There's not one person out there who just reads something and it doesn't at least 
in the back of their mind say mm-hmm. something to them. Yeah, you can you can have a hundred people walk past you down the street and just like, oh my gosh, hi, wow, I love your hair. Like, oh, that's great. And then one person can walk by and be like, you're ugly. You're gonna listen to that one person despite a hundred other people saying something really nice to you. But let's be honest, that one person, they're probably just having a bad day anyway. And you know it's not true because the other hundred people said great things about you, but you're still letting that eat away at you. So I try not to 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 live in the comments. Honestly, I read through, you know, try to get some uh, different different interactions with people. Sometimes you you know you can take constructive criticism, figure out what fans are liking, things like that. But you know, nasty comments they don't bother me near as much as they probably would have because of my mental health journey that I've had to go through. I've really had to focus on, you know, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Those kind of things. And so when I see people that are attacking me, I'm realizing like, no, that's not who I am. That's not how I am, that kind of thing. And so I don't let it live, you know, live rent free in my head as much as it could. Yeah. What about you? When I was doing um, real estate, when I first was starting real estate, I was taking some classes and I had a really amazing mentor um, that was just teach me about it. And he said, when it comes to businesses, he said, if you have a business and you have like a bad employee or you have a bad day, right? Whoever experiences that bad day, your customers, they're going to go and tell 10 people about their bad experience. And quite opposite, if they have a really good day and have great customer service and everything's great, that person is usually going to tell one person. So he said, you have to be just that much, but like have your best day as much as possible because that negativity is going to spread way more than your positivity. And you just have to push that much harder. And so I took that mentality a lot into YouTube is that there's going to be negative in it. And I know that's going to affect me more than the hundred good comments. And, and I try really, really hard not to let it get to me. It does though. It does get to me sometimes. And I do have some really bad days because of a comment sometimes. And there was one in particular, and this one is the one that hit me hard, but I don't remember even the exact comment to be honest, but it was something about the way that I talk or the the tone of my voice. And so the next vlog, I was like, well, I'm going to change the tone of my voice. So I tried to like talk more like, I don't know. I just talk different. And, and then I saw a comment after that video and they're like, wow, you've changed crystal. You're not the same, like, and had this whole thing. And they're like, you've just changed who you are. And I'm like, and I, I actually wrote back to that comment. I'm sorry. I was having a really bad day and I didn't say I wasn't mean, but I wasn't exactly nice. And I was like, it's people like you that have changed me in some ways. Like I'm still the same person. I still have the same values. It's still me, but I may have filmed a little differently because of a comment that I read. And now everyone thinks I changed and I'm different, but I'm not different. I'm just affected by the, and it was just this whole cycle, but it was a huge wake up call to me that you just have to be yourself and you know, they're going to find your people and you're going to find the people that love you and want to be a part of that. And, and there's going to be people that don't like you and that's okay too. And it's just this constant battle, but does it still affect me? Yeah. Do I try not to let it? Yeah. But I think it's a constant, I don't know. Mark, what about you? I was going to say, Mark, Mark have you seen, Mark has say, to have you seen a handful of, stuff, yeah. have you seen a handful of comments that have just like not liked the editing? Um, I haven't really seen very many 
hate comments directed towards me. That's because you're awesome. <laughs> yeah, your editing's amazing. So I feel like uh like the consistent viewers know who I am, but like the newcomers that just pass on through, they don't know who I am. So that I can't really true. get targeted that often. I like to think I can handle them. And I think I probably do okay. But there's always that back of the voice, back of the mind voice. All right. So Mark, I've got a quick question for you. Now you said when you're going through the comments, you don't really see too many directed at you. Although there are some fun ones when you do like a certain little aspect to it, you know, people like, Oh my gosh, I love that you did this. Um, there are a lot of comments though, that you have to dig through the comments sometimes because you're needing suggestions for other videos or things like that. You know, when we do videos that are kind of interactive with the fans, you have to be seeing some of these negative comments. Does it bother you knowing, Hey, this is my family that you're talking about. You know, it's not just a, a, a boss that they're talking about just a random person, but you're like, this is my family. Do, do those kind of comments bother you? Yeah, they do. Like whenever I put a funny joke in, I like to see if people would enjoy it so I could do it again if they did. But while I'm also looking for those comments, I see some hate comments like directed towards Crystal. I like to delete them before she sees them because she doesn't need that in her life. Oh, I didn't know you did that, Mark. <laughs> kind of doing that protective brother thing. Attaboy. It's a protective brother. I love that. That's sweet. I feel like our comment section, at least, because a lot of people are like, you you deleted my comment or whatever the case is. Our kids do, and I've, I know I've said this before, but our kids do read comments and um, and I don't ever want anything to affect them, so I'll delete it. But also, I think it even goes further than that. With our videos, we do try to spread positivity, family dynamic, healthy relationships. Like There's so many different positive messages that we try to share with all of you. And when people go in the comment section and they're just being mean or negative or, you know, all of that, I don't want anyone to leave our video feeling good or, you know, we're, it was entertaining or they're inspired to do something or whatever, and then go to the comment section and it completely undo the point of the video. And, and so I do, I, I delete comments and I, uh, I've said that from the beginning that I want our comment section and for our community to be positive and uplifting and helpful to other people. And there's been so many comments that are like, Hey, like I'm sitting in a homeless shelter with my two kids and you're the only thing getting me through my day. And I wouldn't want them to go through and then read negative comments and and have that much harder of a day or have that in the back of their mind and so um i will go through and delete and if you're really mean and nasty i will block you too (laughs) i'm sorry but i feel like it goes against you know my values and what i want to spread growing up i got bullied you know on the on the playground kind of thing i was a scrawny little nothing little kid and finally packed on some pounds, but Hey, but it being bullied is never fun. And so, you know, as much as we can, we try to protect the kids from getting bullied. If people are, you know, if if the kids in real life in school have bullies that are around them and they're like, Oh, these people did this. It's like, all right, don't interact with them anymore. Don't be around them. And that way, you know, if you're not around, they can't bully you as much. And we feel the same way in the comments as if we can, you know, try to try to help each other out a little bit. And that's super cute that Mark's like, Hey, I got you sis. (laughs) 
It's been really good too to have the conversations with the kids because I feel like they can take that into school. They can take that into their workplace environments now as they're starting to work and do different things. And and so we've had those conversations of how to handle, you know, when you're being bullied, how to handle these hard situations when someone just doesn't really like you and is, you know, targeting you or whatnot. And so it's actually been really good for the kids, though, on that aspect that they're going into the world knowing how to handle all these situations. So, yeah. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. We have some really amazing episodes. If you have some topics that you would like us to talk about them, comment them down below. Let us know what you would like to hear. And we have some amazing guests and fun things coming. And we will see you all next time. Peace. Peace.